Welcome to Non-Gendered Fitness, where we explore health, fitness, transitioning, and queer life from beyond the binary. Proudly brought to you by Fearless Movement Collective, the home of queer fitness and health. And here's your host, Bowie Stobar. Hi there, welcome to Non-Gendered Fitness. This is episode 55. My name is Bowie Stover. My pronouns are they, them, and I am stoked to have you join me today. This show is recorded on the stolen lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kurland Nation. Sovereignty never was and never will be ceded. And I pay my respects to elders past, present, and emerging. This episode, friends, I'm going to be talking with you about body image particularly the image that is sold by the fitness industry of stereotypically muscular men and feminine-toned petite women. Now, I know that I often point out the messaging and imagery that the fitness industry uses, and this is because they are selling a false image to people. And I think it's important to highlight that. I think it's important to be realistic when we look at what is possible in our lives. I mean, sure, it's possible to look like the way these images are suggesting we can look, but that is not inclusive of the everyone's needs, everyone's wants, and everyone's abilities. Now, gyms, trainers from the mainstream, they sell this image with the intention to have people see that and be like, oh, that's how I want to be. I'm this, how, this is how I must look if I'm going to be, quotey fingers, healthy. And that's just not true. Now, these trainers and these gyms, they bet on folks coming to them because they feel unhappy with where they're at, with their bodies. And these people are thinking that if they just go to the gym, if they just cut calories, if they just do hit classes or, or lift weights, then they're going to look like the fitness models in the pictures they see everywhere. Now, it's really important to point out here, these people in those images, they are fitness models. This is what they do. They train so they look good in pictures. And they spend their whole lives doing that. Well, that's their whole effort in an intention in their life is to look like that. But it's not necessarily realistic for so many people. If someone, if it's your job to look quotey fingers fit and healthy, then of course you're going to have time to do that when you're getting paid to do that. But it's not realistic. And this is the image that they sell it gives the impression that, well, I need to look like this if I'm going to be, you know, some sort of quote, if you beautiful person <laughs> or socially accepted or whatever. And there is so much wrong with this. And the biggest problem I see is that it is selling a really toxic image that implies that health can only be achieved if you look like a fitness model. And it doesn't take into account that every person's body is different. Or that some folks aren't able-bodied and therefore not able to achieve anything even close to the image or physique that the trainer or the gym is actually selling. So it's targeted at a very specific person and is betting on people being able-bodied and having some sort of stable income and being in a sound and balanced mental state to be able to access and achieve these, you know, so-called images of training success. And it also doesn't account for the fact that not everyone wants to look like that sad stereotype of a Barbie doll or a Ken doll. 
sorry. Trainers and gyms out there selling that image. Not everyone wants to look like that. <laughs> that is not that is not how most people will end up looking. It's a small minority of people that will go to the point where they look that way. And I'm not saying it's not achievable. And for some people, it very much is achievable. And there's all varied levels of physique that people can achieve through training. It's all possible. I'm not saying here that it's not. But what I'm really trying to highlight is this image that gives the impression that this is the ideal, that this is how you should look when that's not true, that it's you should look super toned and shredded and ripped and have a really low percentage of body fat. This is what is wrong. It's this image that gives the impression this is how you should be. And the, the fitness industry has taught us this. The fitness industry has taught us that they are there to, quote, if fingers, help us. <laughs> and that gyms have our best interests at heart. Until we try to leave them. Uh, how many of you have maybe tried to end a gym subscription? I know I have. And it is a seriously messed up process. Because the moment you sign a contract with a gym, it's like you owe them a certain amount of money that they've calculated that your subscription is worth. And should you try to leave that at whatever point for whatever reason, well, then you owe them. I'm like, who does that? Like, that is beside the point. I'm, I'm getting off track. What... What they're trying to do is sell this impression that they care. And and the truth is they don't necessarily care. I'm not saying that all gyms, but there's a lot of gyms who don't. They just want money. And that's because fitness is an industry and that it is based on people coming in, thinking that they're going to get help, thinking that a gym is going to somehow fix, quote fingers, fix all their problems, and that just doesn't happen. Now... To get back onto the subject at hand, <laughs> what a gym does is sell the false promise that you need to look like a fitness model to achieve a quality fingers healthy body. When in reality, we need fat on our bodies. And what they don't tell you is these fitness models that you see in these pictures in all their brand name, active wear, usually practicing some movement that, going to be honest with you, has pretty atrocious technique or is really confusing. And I don't actually know, as a trainer, I don't actually know what kind of movement these people are trying to do half the time. It's like, what is that? What? What? Please stop doing that. You're going to hurt yourself. <laughs> Again, I digress. <laughs> but what they've been doing is shredding for weeks to look good for that one day for that photo shoot. That may not be how they look for uh, other parts of the time when they're not shredding. They probably have uh, more body fat on them than that. But for those photo shoots, they intentionally train to look as lean, to look as defined as possible. And that is not told to people. So when we see these images, it's like, oh, look at that person. Like they, they look so healthy. They look so fit. They look so whatever. But it's not true because they do very specific things just for those photo shoots. And it's really important to keep that in mind that these people don't live every day necessarily looking like that. They do have more body fat on them at other points in time. And I actually did an episode on the benefits of body fat back in episode 53. I'm going to link to it in the show notes if you want to have a listen to why it's actually healthy for us to have body fat and not look like those super shredded lean fitness models that you see around everywhere. That is not, that's not healthy. That's not good for you. <laughs> and you can hear all about why by going to episode 53. I'll link to it in the show notes. Now, 
even though it's not healthy to necessarily look like that over time, gyms or trainers, they keep selling that image as the picture of health. So it sets people up for failure. And as I said a moment ago, it preys on people who feel unhappy in their bodies, who are looking for change in some way to help them become more aligned with the person who they feel that they are inside. And they think that this is how they need to look to be happy. The amount of people I've trained who have said to me, I am training, so, you know, I'm training now and I'll be happy when dot, dot, dot. It's like, you don't have to wait. You don't have to wait to look a certain way to be happy. But this is the image that and the message the fitness industry sells. You're not going to be happy until you look like this. And this is not true. We can be happy as we are right now. And it doesn't have to have anything to do with how your body looks. Now, I also get that our relationships with our bodies are very complex. There is so much involved there. There are these journeys that we've all been on. We've had all these different experiences, all these different narratives told to us about how we are, what we look like. And that influences us and the way we see ourselves. So I'm not going to, to try and say that that's not true because that is definitely part of the relationship that we have with ourselves. But... This image that we see constantly pushed on us is not one that actually most people can relate to. It's not one that necessarily makes people feel good. I've had so many people who I've worked with share with me that those images actually make them feel inadequate. They feel shame about themselves because they don't look like that and therefore they're not good enough. Like what? That's messed up. <laughs> the fitness industry shouldn't be making people feel so shit about themselves that they look at how people who are portrayed as being fit are and think that they're lesser than. That's not okay. You know, big slow clap for the soga dollops out there in the fitness industry continuing to perpetuate that false narrative. Way to go, friends. Way to go. <laughs> Luckily, though, there are people on social media that are real people. They're not fitness models. Uh, there are people out there who are active, who are doing affirming practices for themselves with moving their bodies in all different sorts of ways. They don't look like fitness models. They look like regular everyday people, which is what most people look like. <laughs> and they're out there spreading the message, spreading visibility. And it's a really great thing to see because it's been a long time that it hasn't been the case that people who are uh, larger bodies, people who have a higher level of body fat, people who are disabled, they aren't given the visibility because it's like, oh, don't look at, don't look at that. You don't want to, you don't want to see that. You just want to see stereotypically what's defined as you know fit healthy lean muscular people who are supposedly attractive and you know very white <laughs> this is that image so you don't see the fact that there are other people out there who don't look like that but can do the exact same thing if not more and they love their bodies and they move their bodies and they are out there taking up space and they are unapologetic about their appearance and that is a beautiful thing to see and it is possible, even though there's all this imaging out there bombarding us from the fitness industry in advertising, particularly with brand name clothing and in movies and all that stuff, there are other people out there where you can actually see how people's real bodies look like. They're not out there shredding just to look good for a picture. Some people are, just keep that in mind because <laughs> those people are also on social media. But you have access to people who... Just love their bodies as they are. See, it doesn't matter if your body has stretch marks, scars, cellulite, hair all over it, skin conditions, if your skin is soft, if it's rough, if it's scaly, dry, if you've got birthmarks, if you're fat, 
if you are short or if you're tall, if you're skinny, doesn't matter. It is all valid. Our bodies show up in all different ways and there is nothing wrong with that. I need to be clear here because this messaging out there is saying something else and it's just not true. Our bodies come in all different shapes and sizes and there is nothing wrong with any of them. What is wrong is the messaging that is constantly pushed by the fitness industry and so many gyms and trainers. The people who point out other people's bodies and shame them because they don't look the way that a certain person believed people should look. It's like, that's the problem. It's like, if someone is pointing out someone else being like, oh, look at that person, then that just is a reflection of how insecure and judgmental the finger pointer is. It's not not got anything on the person who they're pointing the finger at. It's not about them. It's all about the person who's trying to make someone else feel bad for being who they are, for being themselves, for having their body with the way that it is in all of its amazing uniqueness. That is a problem. And it can be really hard when we're constantly bombarded with this message that you shouldn't look like this, that it's bad, that, oh, don't, don't have a body that looks like this, don't have a body that looks like that. It's really hard to not get caught up in that. And I get that, especially when we are just surrounded by this messaging constantly. But friend, believe me when I tell you that you are fucking perfect exactly as you are and you may not be where you want to be right now but that doesn't make where you are right now any less valid it doesn't matter about the messaging that's out there it doesn't matter about the imagery that's out there that is not the real world that is not the truth of the world the truth of the world is there are so many different bodies out there who show up in all sorts of different ways and every single one of them is perfect exactly how it is there's nothing wrong with you there's nothing wrong with the people you know because their bodies may not look like what is sold as that image of health and that's not even actually a definer of health just because someone is lean just because someone is muscular tone that doesn't mean they're healthy they Half of them to get to look that way have some pretty shocking eating disorders just so they can starve themselves skinny like that to look muscular. It's like that is certainly not healthy. It's not acceptable. But people sell that. Like calorie counting, obsessive calorie counting and flushing when they like drink bunches and bunches and bunches of water for days and then just stop drinking water completely because it flushes your system, makes you look even more toned. It's like, don't we all want that? It's like, no, we probably don't all want, you know, long-term kidney damage, but give it a try, friends, if you want to look like this person over here who looks good for this picture. (laughs) Because that's what you don't see. You don't see any of that behind the image there. And that's what actually goes on. But it's this impression that if you don't look like that, you're not healthy and it's not true. So you are valid. Your body is valid regardless of how it looks, regardless of how it moves, regardless of how you show up in the world, friend. And I know that can be a hard thing to get caught up in (laughs) because there's so much negativity around bodies out there, so much shaming, and it's perpetuated by the message that we are bombarded with every single day. And we see these people out there and we can be caught up in comparing ourselves with them. 
particularly on social media, uh, the people who are, you know, Cody Fingers successful or influencers, and we see their social media and it's just toxic and it's a self-destructive cycle when we look at them and think, oh, if only I looked like that. Oh, I'd be happy if. I can only be happy when. It's not true. I get it. It's easy to compare ourselves to others. And we can get caught up wishing, wishing that we looked like them, wishing that our, we had their body, their hair, their face, their lifestyle. But that doesn't help us. And it doesn't represent the true story about this person that we're looking at either. We see a front that they give us there and then we base our we base our experiences in our life on this false narrative that we see kind of put up in front of us. Social media shows everyone's best side and that is it. So just be mindful of that because a glamorous social media feed does not equal a happy person because happiness is not about having the perfect body or looking the perfect way or having the best hair or the nicest makeup. Like, it's not about that. Even though that is the image that is so often sold to us, that is really superficial shit. And so important to remember. And I've worked. I've worked with so many TGD folks who have done exactly this. They've been transitioning and... And there are some pretty amazing trans and neurodiverse folks on social media and they've worked hard to be with it at and they look a certain way. And you've got folks who are like, I want to look like that. I need to look, I'm not going to look, I'm not going to pass. I'm not going to be mask enough, femme enough or androgynous enough until I look like this person. But that's not, that's not true because... Sometimes that image that we sell and we put these expectations on themselves, they're not actually achievable. Just simply based on our body composition, based on the way that our body is constructed, that happens to be different from someone else because we can't change our skeletal structure. Well, maybe there's some surgeries out there that can, you know, there probably is. But (laughs) for the most part, unless you're really rich and have access to all of that sort of stuff, there's things about ourselves that we can't change. And when we look at these people and we're like, put them up on a pedestal, is that how I need to be to, to look trans enough to look non-binary enough to look androgynous enough to look gender fluid enough to look whatever enough sometimes it's really unachievable but that is a trap that that this messaging kind of wants us to think because then we buy into their stuff so just remember that <laughs> it's not okay and it preys on people who have those insecurities who has that shame about themselves and i can't reiterate enough how There is nothing wrong with you as you are, regardless of where you're at or where you're going to. Where you are right now in your body is perfect. Even if it's not comfortable, there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with your body. And the way I see it is that we only get one meat sack to live in. So we can either be whoever the plop we want to be or we can try and be who someone else tells us we should be. And that messaging out there tells us we should be different. We should look like this. We should be like this. But regardless of what others say, it doesn't have to change us and it doesn't have to hurt us and it doesn't have to influence our lives And that is really important to remember. Now, I get that we could each 
make choices as to what extent we choose to allow these things to influence us. I mean, there's nothing wrong with looking up to someone and being like, wow, I love their style, I want to look at that. I know when I first became a trainer, my mentor, Sigrun, was one of the most amazing humans that I know. And she is muscular and she is strong and she is athletic. And when I first started training, I was like, I want to look like her. I want to look like Sigrun. And it wasn't in an envious way. It was like, this is something I know I can work towards and I know it is something that is achievable. So it was realistic to be able to look at someone and in a healthy way go, I want to work towards looking like this, but looking like that in the way that my body can. Because all of our bodies are different and there's definitely ways that I can't look like Sigrun. The fact that Sigrun is far shorter than me and therefore but people who are short can have uh, denser, kind of thicker looking muscles. I'm long, I'm lanky, I'm like six feet tall and I've got like monkey arms. <laughs> so trying to look bulky, I learned a long time ago, is much more challenging for me. And so being realistic that I can look athletic and I can look muscular in a way that works for my body, but I can't achieve certain things simply because of the way that my body is constructed. And that is okay. So being realistic that it's okay to look at someone and be like, wow, I want to look like them, but being realistic about how that is achievable with your body, with where you are at. That is what is important. So I'm not saying don't look up to someone and think they're amazing and try to, you know, do, do your version of that because that is okay. But it's when we set ourselves up to fail because sometimes things can be unachievable. That's when things become a bit toxic. And sometimes it's a hard, it's a hard kind of one to judge there. So just be mindful. Some people look a certain way and you can look like them, but not necessarily be them. Very important lesson. Now, I get that Depending on the space you may be in mentally, you may not have the capacity to really take the time and reflect on where you're at right now and what your relationship is with the world around you and the messaging that you see and how you allow that to play out in your life because that's a lot of effort. It takes a lot and it sometimes it doesn't feel nice. It's not always going to feel nice when we can reflect inwardly and be like, I see all this stuff happening around me. I want to look like that. I can't look like that. Why can't I look like that? And having these realizations, it doesn't feel nice. I know from my own experience with realizing that sometimes the things I thought I could do or the ways I thought I could be were quite unrealistic and they were hard lessons. And it takes a whole lot of mental capacity to process that. And that's okay. You don't have to be there. That can take time. This is not like a I thought about this thing once and now everything's better. Like, no, this is a, this is a process, friend. Like, this is going to take some time. This is, we, when we spend all of our lives accumulating these thoughts and these ideals and the ways that we see ourselves and the way that we see other people and the way we want to interact in the world, that takes time to learn in the first place, but to then try and change the way that we think, the way that we feel, the way that we see, we receive this messaging, that also takes time. So that's Okay. Small, it's all about small steps, small accumulated steps over time leads to a big long-term goal. And that's a really great way to approach this. So don't think that you've got to have the capacity to have this whole deep dive into all the experiences you've had in your life and all the experiences that you have with your body. You don't. It's totally okay to start slow. And you can start 
by doing something far less confronting than some pretty deep and heavy self-reflection, you can start with finding people on social media where the imagery that they are showing is more body positive, is plus size, is authentic, and it's active people that have learned how to move their bodies in ways that feel good to them. Find those people. Start there. Just seeing people being themselves is the greatest place to start. And being people who are just real. And by that, I mean they're not selling some mainstream message of, you know, the falsehoods of health or the or activities or, you know, that kind of toxic mainstream culture that is just embedded everywhere. And I know I'm on Instagram a lot and there are so many people who I follow who are just incredible humans who move their bodies in the ways that feel good for them, who acknowledge that they're not always able to move their bodies because of whatever stuff they have going on in their life and being realistic about that, who just share a message that it's okay to be you wherever you're at and here's them being them where they are at right now and being okay with that. When you start to see more of that sort of stuff and become a bit more comfortable seeing people in that space, it becomes easier to start to kind of really slowly change those ideas about what what has been fed to us for so long because it's just not the whole truth. And that is a great place to start. You don't, as I said, don't have to go through that whole deep self-reflection process all at once. Not to say that you can't. And if you do decide to do that, Maybe doing it with some support is also a great idea. So if you're asking these questions and you're feeling like a little bit drained mentally, but you're still wanting to do something, seeking support, whether it's talking with friends, whether it's talking with your uh, allied health professionals, or if you have a counsellor or a psych or something like that, talking with those people and asking them for help with that can also be really beneficial. Now let's have a look at what we've touched on today. <laughs> we've looked at the gross stereotype messaging and images that the fitness industry pushes out under the false pretense of quotey fingers health. We've looked at how social media can both elevate voices of people who live real experiences, who have bodies that don't fit that stereotypical portrayal of what is socially acceptable or attractive or desirable. We've looked at how social media can also be that double-edged sword because it does perpetuate the body shaming, the fat shaming messaging and is used by fitness industry, by trainers to try and push their own narrative. So being mindful of that, you can find both affirming and very unaffirming imagery and people on socials. But look for the good folks, look for the people out there who are just rocking themselves as they are. We've also looked at how you can begin to understand that this messaging is not the truth, and that is by finding those people out there who are showing other people how it's possible to be themselves by simply living their own lives and just sharing that experience with people. Because the more people that we see doing that, the more we can become comfortable. And it's like, oh, well, they're out there rocking it. They look awesome. They're, they feel great about themselves. And even when they don't, they're sharing that as well because we all have good days and bad days. So that's great. Find those people. <laughs> They're authentic. And that's, what's, that's what counts. I suggest filling your socials feeds with folks like that. People who are body positive, plus size, authentic, and just all around real people. And we've also looked at how you have the ability to rock you however you want to. 
it just can take time. But finding those people that uplift your experience, that affirm you, that affirm your narrative, or people who you can just find that you relate to, that is a great place to start. Now you can find all these details in the show notes. If you're enjoying the show, if you enjoyed this episode or another one and you think someone else might benefit from it, friend, share that. This show is all about helping folks. It's all about sharing things that I know, things that I think. Maybe some people think the same way as me. Maybe they don't. It doesn't matter. But if you want to share some stuff, go ahead and do that. I would love that. (laughs) If you have any questions about this episode or want to learn more about how we can support you, you can go to our website, www.fearlessmovement.co and send us a message or check out the training that we offer. You can try out our free trial. There's a bunch of cool stuff that you can do there. If you don't want to go to our website, you can find us on the socials. You can go to Facebook, find us at Fearless Movement Collective, or Instagram, which is where we are most active by going to non-gendered fitness at the handle non-gendered underscore fitness, or me, Bowie, as the dot no dot t dot nb. Remember, friends, I have combined the Fearless Movement Collective and non-gendered fitness accounts on Instagram into one, and they are all at non-gendered fitness now. If you don't follow us there, check us out non underscore gendered underscore fitness yes and until next week friends remember regardless of what others may think of you you can exist in this world any way that you like it doesn't matter what anyone thinks about you or what you do let them because the only opinion that matters is the one that you have of yourself so be kind and be caring to yourself have a rad as day <laughs>